Welcome back, everyone, to the eighth episode of the Painted Area NBA podcast. I'm Jacob Stark, joined here with my co-host, Garland Reading, both writers for tiebreakersports.net. You can find us on Instagram, at the Painted Area, and on Twitter, just at Painted Area. Today is June 5th. We'll be going over news and notes. And one key takeaway from every series from this past uh, first round of playoffs that concluded, well, it's going to conclude tomorrow. But Um, most of it's done. Yeah, most of it's done. Yeah. And then we'll also have round two predictions. I mean, we, we got you got some of your predictions, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll go over what we got right and wrong. True. Um, and obviously, our new predictions. Um, things have changed. Teams have shown what they can and can't do. Um, it'll be a fun one. We'll see you guys there. All right, getting on to the news and notes. We've got two coaching changes. Um, first off, we can talk about the Celtics. Uh, they're... GM and president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, has retired, and Brad Stevens will step in as his role, which leaves a coaching vacancy for the Celtics. I mean, having Brad Stevens as your president, it's like, it's not the worst, you know? Like, he knows what he's doing. He's been, he's a, when he was a coach, he was debatably a top five coach in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, He did really well with the Isaiah Thomas era um again if if they keep i mean danny ainge had his ups and downs of draft picks right um but you know i feel like brad stevens knows what he's doing and there's a reason why he stepped up you know yeah Um, i mean you know we all think of brad stevens as an incredible basketball mind um so moving to the to the front office is not something that was expected but he's not a guy you bet against um, I think that he'll make good moves. You know, some people thought, like, there were, you know, very small rumors that he might get fired, but those were pretty ridiculous. I mean, they weren't going to fire mm-hmm. Brad Stevens. I mean, honestly, um, if anything, this is a better move, I think. Yeah. You know, he has good relations with every everybody in the organization. He's it's... very respected among the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and I trust his... Uh, his ability to evaluate coaches as well in their selection on a uh, mm. on a future coach. So, if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, he's a great coach, but I think he'll also be a great GM. So, we'll see who they pick. You know, Jason Kidd. His name has been thrown around Jason there. Same Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Um, who knows? Chauncey. Chauncey Billups. I guess Terry Stotts will probably. I don't think he'll get this job, but. I think Terry Stotts will get a job somewhere. I, I mean, moving on to Terry Stotts, yeah. but um, it was released this morning that uh, who had some team had um, oh the Pacers had looked into getting hmm. Terry. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think he should get picked up. Like the Blazers being, you know average for the last decade is not Terry Stotts' fault, it's management. They haven't hit on any draft picks since Dame, and they haven't done anything in any free agency. Uh, I don't think you can blame that on the coach. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, a guy's there for eight, eight, nine years, you gotta move on, but it's not his fault. He should get a job somewhere, and I could see him being very successful. I mean, like, you know, it's it's a good time if you're a free agent uh, coach, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that are um, that would look for a well-rounded coach and right that are building. Um, 
Yeah, I mean the Celtics are a really attractive job mm-hmm. with all their young Celtics, young players, cap space. Oh yeah, um, I mean also honestly the 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 Hornets. I mean their coach is below average, you know. Um, I feel like some some place with a bright future for for Terry that that can really add that second yeah. second spot that they need. Yeah, he should get a job somewhere. So look out for him as teams, you know, fill their vacancies. So next up, Joel Embiid. Um, you know, Garland, the uh, the resident Sixers fan. Uh, you can take this one. <sighs> it's not a sight we like to see. Um, slight meniscus tear. It's not. It's not so big that you know he'll have to have surgery or anything. You don't like hearing those words, though. No, I mean, you don't. every time Joel Embiid goes to a locker room, you expect him to be paralyzed from the waist down. Um, but, like, he had an MRI, um, what was it, Thursday, um, mm-hmm. showed a slight meniscus tear, which players play through all the time, you know? It's not like it's not like an ACL or anything. It's not right. like a big tear, at least. It's slight. Um, we don't know if he'll play tomorrow. I don't think he'll play tomorrow. Yeah, I don't um, think he will either. Um, and I think they'll go with the Ben Simmons at center. I mean, that seemed to kind of work out. Kinda, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> if you guys didn't see the Wizards game, we got absolutely destroyed. Ben Simmons, um, triple dub. I mean, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um. So Joel, and- hopefully he can be healthy at least midway through that series against Atlanta. Um, oh, sure, for sure. And if, even if we win without him. Just hope, you know, we'll uh, have him to either play Milwaukee or Brooklyn one of that series. I think you're thinking a little too far ahead, but yeah, hey man, I'm optimistic. I said that they were gonna win the championship, so you did. So Optimism. I guess you're, I guess you're thinking all the way, all the way to the end. Speaking well, of all the way to the end, Game Seven, Clippers, Mavs tomorrow. This, this is this series has been so up and down. Every time I see the Clippers win, I'm like, oh, they're so much better than the Mavs. Every time I see the Mavs win, I'm like, the Clippers suck. Um, we were speaking about this before, but like every single game that the Clippers and Mavericks won was at the, yeah, was not at home. You yeah, know? it was reverse home court. So I mean, I guess if that trend keeps, you know, keeps going, it's it's the, the Mavs, Mavericks. Yeah. But I have no idea. I mean, I think it's it's all going to depend on Kawhi and Paul George. And the last time they were in these clutch situations, they kind of folded. Um, so I'm going to go with playoff, the Mavs. Playoff P. Yeah, play, Pandemic playoff P. Playoff P. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Mavs. I don't think the Clippers are consistent enough to uh, to rely on. I, and I think I trust the Luka Mavs Dodger. are going to win. But I would rather see the Clippers win because I feel like they would give a, a better, entertainment-wise, a better series against the Jazz. Yeah, I, I I would take the Jazz in either series, but I mean we had the Clippers we'll in five. Or yeah, six. we did. Like, yeah, we we like we did not think that the Mavericks would put up a fight, but guys have stepped up. Tim Hardaway. I saw people. After the first two games, you know, Mavericks were up 2-0. People are like, oh, yeah, this is a sweep. This is a at least five games to the Mavericks. But, I mean, the yeah. Clippers, Kawhi, Pandemic P, yeah. stepped up. Yeah, I mean, they, they stepped up. Give coach to or give yeah, give credit to their coach, Ty Lue. Ty Lue. Um, but also, 
don't give credit to them because they got absolutely destroyed to start the series. So I, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. I think it's it's a 50-50 shot, honestly. Uh, oh, what the heck? Oh. Steve Clifford parts ways yeah. with the Orlando Magic. Well, we we just got that notification. <laughs> yeah. We both looked down at our phones to see, to see the Woj. Um, I mean... Well, the Magic are rebuilding. They're yeah. blowing everything up. So I guess that's good. Yeah, I guess that's a good move. Moving Steve on. Clifford. Um, I don't think he'll get picked up, to be honest. Probably not. He's a below average. He he really did absolutely nothing with the Magic other than be the worst team in the league for his entire tenure. Actually, actually they made the playoffs. When did they make it with him? They made it last year. The Magic made the playoffs last year? They seed. They played the they played the Bucks first round. They won game one. Oh, that's right. They did win game one, and everyone thought the Bucks like, sucked. The Bucks are cheats. Man, I mean, they did lose. I, I, I don't know. I didn't remember. Yeah, but, and then they swept the this year. But yeah, yeah, they they had Vooch. Yeah, and Gordon. Yeah, I mean that was actually one of the best coached games I'm remembering. It that was one of the mm-hmm. best. Like he was, I mean, he, he was, was, he, he was so highly out. praised after yeah. that game. He was like. I mean, he. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, the preparation! He did everything. He knew exactly." He's fired. Males, um, <laughs> we'll get an assistant co- assistant coach job, but the Magic are are blowing things up. Um, you know, obviously with all their trades. I mean, so, lately we've had some news break at it when we're recording. Yeah, I think we're on like a three week streak for that. Yeah, last yeah. Last week it was um, Mark Eaton. Mm-hmm. Sadly, this week. Steve Clifford. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm taking Mavericks in seven. Yep. Um, that will be well. I mean, if you're listening to this on Sunday, that would be tonight. But yeah, this is recorded Saturday. Saturday. So tomorrow night. So we'll see what happens. And uh, now getting on to one key takeaway from every series. All right, getting into the key takeaways from each series. Starting off in the Western Conference, the one-seeded Utah Jazz beat the uh, eight-seeded Memphis Grizzlies in five games. And my key takeaway was Utah's insane amount of different scoring options. It didn't matter if you shut down one of them. The other three would go off for 20 points. Um, You know, they don't have a true number two, a true number one, I guess, if you, you know, whatever you want to say, but they've just got a really well-balanced team and a ton of different guys that can each, you know, play above their pay grade and, um, you know, score 20 points if you're locking up the other one, so. My uh, my takeaway is kind of similar. Um, I just have ball movement. Their ball movement is mm-hmm. probably the best in the NBA. Um you know, making that one extra pass, if it's through Rudy Gobert, passing it out to the three-point line, or, you know, making it go around the world one one or two times. Yeah. Just getting that open shot. Um, like you said, everybody, they have all shooters. They're the only person on their team that can't shoot is Rudy Gobert. Right. Um, so, yeah, anyone can knock down a three. It's it's crazy. And getting that wide-open shot is makes a... Makes the the ball movement worth it, man. Yeah, you can't double anybody if you're playing the Jazz. No, if you double right. somebody, you know they're gonna, make they're you gonna pay, kill you. Yeah. Um, so Phoenix, LA. My big takeaway was Chris Paul's shoulder. Um, you know, LA LA beat 
uh, or Phoenix beat LA, but Chris Paul's shoulder didn't look good at any point in that series other than like the first game. So that's I think really concerning if you're a Suns fan because um, maybe you can beat a hobbled LA, but I don't know if you're going to be, be able to beat Denver, who's really hot, um, with Chris Paul, who was scoring under 10 points a game pretty much every game, um, and really didn't look healthy, and is unable to elevate himself to the level that he did last year with the Thunder, and you're going to have to rely on other scoring options. Um, and I think it'll get to a point where they need Chris Paul to do something, and he's just going to not—he's just not going to be able to do it because of that shoulder. I, I totally agree. I feel like um, injuries affected both teams, maybe one more than the other. But one of my takeaways besides injuries, um, you know, if if you're the defending champions, man, like you should be going to the the year after that wanting it more. You know, it, yeah, it didn't look like LA wanted it. Um, AD, you know, he was preaching about how how they've been working hard, and I'm not saying they haven't been working hard or how they won it and you know LeBron was preaching when they got the uh, what is it the the banner I believe yep um and he was like you know we're we're working to get him to go back to back I mean it didn't really seem like he got they wanted to go back to back you know he gave up I mean you know I said this to you before like I I don't see LeBron losing in the first round now as a tarnish to his legacy at all he's old um but I see it as a tarnish to his character because he he quit on his team. I mean, it, the, if you're a you know a superstar, which LeBron obviously is, you can't quit on your team. You need to lead by example. You can't leave the game with five minutes left. You can't call for a sub when there are seven minutes left in the game. You can't walk down the court when there are five minutes left in the game. You can't stand in the paint and let people shoot open threes and refuse to play defense. You gotta play the game. It doesn't matter if you think you're gonna lose. It doesn't matter if you don't think you have a chance. Just play the game. Try. It's not that hard. It sets it sets a really bad example. Um, and you know, it's it was really disappointing to see because if I'm a young Laker and I'm seeing LeBron not try and LeBron not want to win and LeBron believe that they had no chance, do you think the young Laker is gonna think that they have a chance? No, I, uh, I mean I saw this after first few games of each series, but you know this playoff, uh, playoff the playoffs these years in general is just um, really showing I guess the new generation. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I mean I'm not saying LeBron is washed or anything, but you know Devin Booker stepping up, Luca stepping up, Trey Young stepping up, even the Knicks team. You know they stepped up. This yeah, year. Uh, Philly. Um, somewhat Washington too, you know, like the young, like all your centers were backup centers or, you know, right. weren't even like Daniel Gaffer's getting seven minutes a game in, in Chicago and you now he's the seventh, uh, I mean, not the seventh, the, the starting center for the, for the Wizards and he definitely had a, a massive year. Um, yeah. And I mean, Devin Booker was the best player in that series. Um, I don't think anyone would have expected that at the beginning of the year. Um. So, moving on to uh, Denver versus Portland. You know, I'm going to assume you wrote something about Damian Lillard. Is that true? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk about the Nuggets. Even without Jamal Murray, they have legit weapons without Jokic. I mean, 
and you know Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, Austin Rivers, Monty Morris, Campazzo, Aaron Gordon. These are these aren't guys that you would expect to step up in the playoffs, but they've shown this series. I wrote the, I wrote the exact same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, players stepping up. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean. Guys that you really wouldn't expect to score twenty points MPJ. can score twenty points, and he had like nine in like I know. three minutes or something crazy. And, and Jokic, you know, Jokic was incredible that series. He scored. I mean, I think there was one game where he didn't score thirty-seven or thirty-eight points, um, and so he played incredible that series. And you know, his playmaking ability is really going to shine those guys who are all hot. And they've got legit weapons that can step up in the clutch and double. They had Murray too. Oh man, oh they—they'd be so good. But these guys are playing well. They—I mean—they can make a run for the finals. They really could. Um, They—they they have the potential. They're playing super well. They've got you know, not a whole lot of big name guys, but that doesn't really matter if they're stepping up. We saw that with Miami last year. Um, I also wrote players stepping up, but I, um, I mean, I'm just going to shout out Dame. Um, there's a lot of, uh, rumors going around that, you know, he might want to leave Portland after this year or, you know, whatever, whatever he's going to do. But I mean, in the first round, I have him as top three player. Um, if not the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But yeah, he was going off that one game, uh. Where they lost in Portland, I believe, was what game? Game, game five? five. Game yeah, five. Yeah, the double overtime game. Yeah, I think that um, was game five. Yeah. Like, I was I was chatting with some buddies during the game, and that was probably the best game of the playoffs so far, um, in my eyes at least. Both teams going back to back and forth. Um, Lillard just taking over. Um, but, you know his uh, his future is. People don't know what's going to go on with Dame. If he's going to leave, request for a trade, or if he's going to stay loyal to a to a organization that's done him pretty well. Um, yeah, he has weapons. CJ. CJ is underrated in my eyes. CJ is definitely underrated, but um, you know, he's not. It's a weird. He's place. not giving you a title. Yeah. Um, again, like last year, another first round exit. Um, I honestly don't know what they're missing. Maybe the coaching. I mean, again, Terry. I, I don't think bad. it's the coaching. They don't have. I mean, they, need, they, need they don't have another star. Yeah, they don't. Have, they don't have. I mean, they went up against Denver, who is was simply a better team than them. Oh yeah. I mean, there. It's the Western Conference. You need more than one guy. Dame's only one guy. Um. Next, L.A. I just. I mean, L.A. Clippers and Mavs series, but um. I honestly just have superstars stepping up. Well, not, Luka, yeah. Luka's, I wouldn't say a superstar. I would say he's a star. Um, but, I mean, in this in this series, he's definitely a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, stepping up, can't, literally taking his team and putting it on his back. Um, yeah. Literally going up against Kawhi and very, Paul George. Very similar to Damian Lillard. Paul George, um, I mean not Paul George. Kawhi put up forty five points yesterday mm-hmm. in Game Six. That's what that's what you know is expected of guys like that. Um, yeah, just a lot of superstar uh, plays going around, which is very entertaining. And my takeaway was, I think as is right now, the Clippers are a regular season team. 
they can't they they have not been able to perform consistently well in the playoffs. You know, say the last year or this year. They'll Just look the they'll look great. Yeah, or the organization. They'll look great one game and then they'll come and they'll look terrible the next game. In the playoffs, you need to have consistent performance out of everybody on your team. And well, they have these, never shown that. Not just these last two years, but in the Lob City era, they, they were yeah. a really good regular season team, and they just didn't do right. Right. I playoffs. just don't think they're more than a regular season team because, you know, they choke. They'll have one good game, and then they'll choke. You can't if you're gonna choke, um, you know, multiple games a series, you're not gonna win. You know, you know, you might be a 50 win team in the regular season, but mm-hmm. you're not making it past the first two rounds. Um, so that was my takeaway there. Philly, Washington. I wrote down two words. Holy defense. I wrote down defense too. <laughs> Holy defense. I mean, I was I watched all those games obviously as a Wizards as a Wizards fan. And every time we had the ball, I just thought Philly was going to steal it. I mean, I said I said I mean, we talked of course during the series, but the Philly defense is good. Um I honestly think that we might be the best defense in the NBA. I know we're the best defense in the East. Yeah. I mean, debate, debatably, the Milwaukee Bucks are nice at defense, too. But, um, yeah, dude. I honestly... I had this series going to six. Still Philly winning, but at least a six. Um, going into the game... I mean, Joel got hurt, but I thought they were going to sweep... Um, they they won that game four and then we won in Philly, but Russell Westbrook didn't perform well. Um, I don't know no. what, what it's what it's up with him or uh, dude with Ben Simmons. He he couldn't be physical with Ben Simmons. We talked about this last series, mm-hmm. and that just goes in with my takeaway: holy defense. It's the same thing. The, the Sixers are just such a good defensive team that they can stop anybody. I mean anybody. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, they can stop them. Anybody. I mean, like, Bradley Beal was, at some points, like, that was the only time they were scoring points. Yeah. Um, but, hey, speaking about defense, I know we trolled Bertans, but, like, that game, game four, once Bertans got injured, the defense literally was unstoppable for the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I see a bright future in Washington if Bradley Beal stays. Yeah. I see a bright future. Um, yeah, so Brooklyn, Boston, uh, up next. You know, I wrote Brooklyn is too reliant on their big three. Uh, kind of same, same. Yeah, way, kind of. like all right, whatever. That's impressive. They wanted five. Every I, everyone expected that. Um, I mean, I we expected them to win four. Yeah, like it's not like I'm not impressed at all, <laughs> and. You know, every game their big three scored like eighty percent of their points. Like, I, I, they're too reliant on their big three. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna make it to the finals. I don't think they make it past Milwaukee. I, uh, along with that, I just said offensively insane. You know, if you go up against a good defensive team, and that offense is, I mean, the offense will never be bad, right? But they might it might get toned down from great to good, and and maybe a, a game or two and. You know, a game or two can decide the series. You know, um, that's the that's the that's that's why we love the, the NBA. You know, um, offensively insane. 
They, they got to step it up on defense. Um, not even just a big three. Joe Harris has been going off. He had a, a couple of games that he was just hitting every single three. Um, now, I feel if they go against Milwaukee, I don't think there's anybody that can guard Giannis. Um, oh, absolutely. I don't not. think. Absolutely. Even DeAndre not. Jordan on Brooke Lopez. Brooke, Brooke Brooke Lopez can shoot three. So Man, he can stretch the, the floor. Yeah. Brooke can stretch the floor. That's what's so good about him. Milwaukee um, needs all four players that are not Giannis to stretch the floor, and Brooke Lopez does that. From Milwaukee, as unathletic I said, as he is, I said they had really good defense, and they're three point shooting. Woo! Even even Giannis, Bryn Forbes, Bryn Forbes. Oh man! Oh my goodness! Uh, I wish this Chris guy. I wish this up. guy had a rookie card, Bryn Forbes. Yeah, dude, I looked. I looked. I know. I looked. I looked. He, you know, for the card collecting, the rookie card is the most valuable, and Bryn Forbes went undrafted, so they didn't give him an actual rookie card, so we can't go buy it. Um. But yeah, three-point shooting from the big men, too. Giannis has been working on his shot. Um, gotta love it. The defense, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Giannis. <laughs> like, I still have I still have Bucks and Six. I think, I think uh, Brooklyn will take the first... Actually, no. I think they'll take game four, game four and five. Um... Milwaukee will take one, two, and three, and six, and that'll be the series. Yeah. Um, for my takeaway, I wrote, you know, the difference that three-point shooting makes. And you look at Miami. Their team did not change at all from last year's finals run to this year. The only thing that changed was Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. I was Cheeks. Yeah. Shooting terrible from three. So the difference in that three-point shooting was essentially a first-round sweep to a finals run. That's how valuable three-point shooting is in today's NBA, and they need to figure that out. Um, I don't think we need to spend too much time on that, but that was my big takeaway from the series. Knicks, Atlanta. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, Knicks, Atlanta. What happened to Julius? Yeah, I had that as well. I mean, Atlanta's good. We can talk about Atlanta, but man, Julius was so bad, dude. The he curse, was so bad. the curse, the curse, dude. You're praising Julius before, and look, I praised Utah and Denver. They both won. I mean, and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee. They swept. You also did praise your Wizards. Yeah, but did we really think the Wizards were going to beat the Sixers? (laughs) Did we really think the Wizards were going to beat the Sixers? Um, But what happened to Julius? I mean, he just looked like a completely different player. He was was so inefficient. Besides Trey, I feel like the, at least for the New York Knicks, the best player was D-Rose. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing against D-Rose, but like, that's a dude coming off the bench, you know? Right. He's not, it's not MVP D-Rose. Um, but he can, I mean, he can still ball out, but if D Rose, if you have people like Julius Randle and Julius Randle is debatably the second best, uh, player in that series for the New York Knicks, honestly, you know, some, some players stepped up like RJ, Nerns Noel, but like, they just didn't have playoff experience, you know? Um, I feel like we said this at episode one. I believe I know we said it sometime um, in previous episodes, but New York, the New York Knicks just don't have any 
um, playoff experience. So I'm not really that surprised that they didn't go to the second round. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Trey Young, that man is a menace. He's he's cold. He's very cold. Um, but I mean, going into the, uh, I mean, actually no, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that to to the predictions. Yeah. Um, I'll go to say something about Trey Young, which we'll be getting into. Yeah, which are uh, right now. All right, getting on to our round two predictions. Um, we have Utah against Dallas or the Clippers. Um, regardless of who the Jazz play, I've got Utah in six. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's uh, five or even four or three. Even though it's impossible. <laughs> what? That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, I mean, that's a compliment, actually. No, I, I'm i taking Utah in six. I think, um, you know, if it's Dallas, they just don't have the firepower to keep up with Utah. If it's the Clippers, they're not consistent enough to keep up with Utah. Who's And Utah is probably the most consistent team in the NBA. Um, and Donovan Mitchell... He is. Uh, he's not going to fold under pressure. He's not going to do anything else. Um, I think. What was it? Um, I mean, last year they blew a three-one lead. This year they. It's they're, different. They're coming in prepared, ready. Yeah, they're a different team. Um, I want the Mavericks to win. Actually, no. I think the Mavericks are going to win Game Seven. Like I said before. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, Jazz and six. I feel like the Clippers though would be a much more entertaining series. Um, yeah, I think so. Because yeah, Utah and six. Yeah, Utah and six either way. I'd um, love to see Utah versus Denver though. Utah Denver. Utah. That would be a great series. Game. I mean, three one lead blown to Denver last year. Man, that would be a really good series. Um, but yeah, Utah. Ooh, and six. I want to see that series. Denver to Phoenix. This honestly, when when I'm thinking about this, it all comes down to how healthy Chris Paul is. Yeah. If Chris Paul's healthy, Phoenix in six. If he's not healthy, Denver in six. I don't think he's gonna be healthy. I've got Denver in five. Um, I think Denver is on a different level than Phoenix. You know, mm-hmm. obviously Phoenix just beat the Lakers, but I don't think that's really a a big feat. Um, yeah, no. The Lakers, I I was watching the game and they were getting blown up by thirty. Um, I was like, the Lakers are some hot cheeks. Like they are, like those are your champions. Like you know what I mean. Even though AD is made out of glass and LeBron is, I mean, La Mickey and A Disney. Um, anyway, they 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 just didn't come into it prepared, man. Yeah, it's like. I don't think they were too cocky, but they came in, came into it like. Um, I mean, many fans were saying Lakers in six, five, four. I was even one of those fans. I said Lakers in six. Yeah. Um, but like you said, LeBron has nothing to prove with the with the with his legacy because of this uh, one round loss. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, but his character. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, we can we can both agree there. I mean, I, the Suns looked really good in the first round, but 
I just think that Denver is, is so much better, and without Chris Paul, they're not going to be able to match up to the firepower. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't expect MPJ to cool off. I don't expect Austin Rivers to cool off. I don't expect um, Aaron Gordon to cool off. I definitely don't expect Jokic to cool off. I mean, because, you know, I think that this series against Portland proved to be incredibly difficult, um, and those guys really had to step up in the clutch. And I don't think any of these games against Phoenix are going to go to double overtime. So if Austin Rivers is stepping up in double overtime against, I mean, there's a is Portland. I mean, Portland's a six seed though. Yeah, but did you see what Dame did? I mean, Dame is Dame, but like you're going to see Devin Booker can do that. Yeah, but I would say Dame is better than Devin Booker. I mean, of course. Um, but I'm saying, you know, I just don't think Chris Paul is healthy. If Chris Paul was fully healthy. Does that change your outcome? Probably, yeah. Yeah, th- it, I think it would. Six? Um, Suns and six? If Chris Paul was fully healthy like he was last playoffs, yeah. Six? Yeah, probably Suns and six. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think he is, and I don't think he's going to get there just seeing him play. Because mm-hmm. um, without Chris Paul, or with Chris Paul in his current state, you know, he's just like a role player. He's not, he's not a factor. And I don't think Phoenix has enough to take down Denver with... Devin Booker as their only true, you know, star. Um, true. Because every night there's a different who's guy there? in Denver that elevates to that level. Who's uh, Phoenix's power forward? Jay Crowder. Oh, no, dude. Speaking of Drake, Jay Crowder, I uh, Jay Crowder has never been on a seriously bad team. No, that's true. Like, you remember but, him on the Celtics? Yeah, no, he's always him on the Heat last year. Team, um, he's a very good role player. Um, but yeah, I still have I have Phoenix and six if if um Chris Paul Chris Paul is healthy, Denver and six if he's not. Um, I do want to give a shout out to DeAndre Ayton. We didn't talk about him at all. True. He had a really good series, but average of double dollars. Yeah, but um, you know he's going against Jokic. Uh, and guarding Jokic is not an easy thing to do because he can beat you all over the court and his passing. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be a good series for sure. But with Chris Paul in his current state, I've got Denver in five. So moving on to the East. Philly versus Atlanta. This is a really interesting one. I've got Philly in seven, and I'll explain why. So... I think that Philly is definitely going to lose game one. I think they might lose game two. But then I think Joel Embiid's going to come back. Um, And then I don't think Atlanta really has a chance. So I think it'll go seven. But I think that Philly will end that series with a lot of momentum. I made some predictions, I believe, like two days ago. Um, This is before... Because the game's tomorrow, and it doesn't look like Joel's going to play tomorrow. Right. If Joel was fully healthy, I would have Philly in five. Joel was fully healthy, I would not be surprised if it was Philly in four, but I would probably take Philly in Right five. now, I have Philly in six. Yeah, Philly in six, yeah. If, if I wouldn't be surprised, again, if they lose tomorrow, but like playing in Philadelphia is so difficult. Oh, it's really difficult. And, you know, Joel Embiid is not their only offensive weapon. Tobias Harris? Toby! I mean, he developed a shot, J. Cole, that <laughs> is completely unguardable. Did you see his uh, 
His like his turnaround. Not only his turnaround, turnaround, but his little um, his mid range game. Oh, it's it's one of the best in the league. He look, he's not overpaid. Anyone that says he's overpaid is wrong. I think um, Ben Simmons will guard Trey on. You think? You think the size difference is just? I think so. Like who's he guarding? I, yeah, I no, I think so, but I think there'll be a lot of switching. I think you switch a lot, um, because mm-hmm. if you have Ben Simmons stay on the screen, Trey Young is probably a little too quick and will get the shot off. But um, yeah, I think we'll, I think he'll start off matched up on Trey Young, unless but without Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons will probably start at center, which would obviously. I mean, he'll be going up against Clint Capella. Um, yeah, that's that we, that that's difficult. We did start. I mean, if Joel, like the only person I can really guard Clint Capella is Dwight Howard. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Our next center but, is Paul Reed. <laughs> like, uh, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. He was a draft pick from DePaul. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, then we have Mike Scott, and Mike Scott can't hit a shot for his life. Um, but then you've got guys who can't. Danny Green, Seth Curry, George Hill. Furkan Korkmaz. Korkmaz. The Turkish man. Maxi. I'm just saying, I watched all these games, Mac, Ty- and they Tyus have so Maxi. many different guys that can I got go his, off. I got his prison rookie the other day. You did? Yeah. Nice, nice. PSA? No. Just, just wrong. You gotta give PSA 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Maxi, <laughs> he hit this one insane shot. It was like at the end of the buzzer from Curry Range, fading away with like a, with like Bertans on him or something. Probably um, Bertans. Yeah, probably Bertans. <laughs> <laughs> So bad at defense, <laughs> and and he hit it. I mean, he's a nice change of pace guy. Like Seth Curry really stepped up against the Wizards, and that's what did it. It's just even without Embiid, they have guys that can really step up, so they can still win without him. Um, I'm just I'm just so worried about our the Clint Capella matchup. Yeah, no, that's definitely an issue. But rebounding is gonna be so difficult. If, if Clint Capella, you know, at least those are two pointers. Like if Clint Capella is the one. Scoring every possession. That's not the worst thing like in the world. Because the Hawks Trey, are a really we'll, good three-point we'll, we'll shooting we'll team. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll lock up Trey, Bogdanovich, um, guys like that who are really dangerous. Um, but you do bring up a good point. Without Joel Embiid, John Collins and Clint Capella can run. About John Collins. Yeah, they, they can run wild in the paint, but I think Doc Rivers can can plan around that. Yeah. Uh, so, I think it'll be a good series for sure. But... Um, I think the Sixers will take it. In and seven. In seven. I have them in six. I have Sixers in six, hopefully. Uh, Please. But I, I think I do, not I do think that right seventh now. game could be a blowout because I think they'll have Joel Embiid healthy by then. I do not by then. need the curse, the Jacob curse right now. Please. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this. You please were, hit, please were, hit the Hawks one. Were you hoping that I was going to take the Hawks? I, I mean, you're not a casual, so... I'm, you're probably going to take Philly, but with your recent... I took Utah, I took Denver, I took Milwaukee. Alright? I praised all those teams. Good things happen. Don't be so scared. Okay. I Although have... I did take Denver, Jamal Murray. Um, so, and but move... And you took the Knicks. Move, moving on. <laughs> um, a Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. I mean, we, our prediction is still the same. From uh yeah what, two two three episodes ago mm-hmm. yeah I mean I'm Milwaukee going to the finals so 
I do not, but Milwaukee in six. Yes, I have Milwaukee, and I couldn't decide if I was going to do six or five, but I feel like if I did five, there was no... It's, I, I kind of want to do five. Really? Dude, that is... I kind of... I. Yeah, Milwaukee in five. I don't care about any of those uh, butthurt Brooklyn fans. Um, I just reason... don't think that they can defend Milwaukee, and I think Milwaukee can really defend them. The only reason I'm taking Milwaukee in six is I feel like that Brooklyn's is going to win two games at all. Yeah, I mean, it's just like Milwaukee's got, you know. I said Milwaukee. What, I, what did I say? I said Milwaukee um, games wins games. Ooh, actually, no. I say Brooklyn. Milwaukee wins one. Brooklyn wins two. Milwaukee wins three and four. Brooklyn wins five. Milwaukee wins six in Milwaukee. You know, honestly, I think it's going to be Milwaukee wins the first, Brooklyn wins the second, then Milwaukee wins three in a row. Um, I just think Milwaukee is too good defensively for the Nets standle because they're going to have to really rely on guys who are not in their big three. And when that happens, well, I guess we don't really know what happens when that happens, but... They're going to lose. Yeah. Because um, Giannis can defend. Chris Middleton can defend. The match Drew Holiday can defend. Drew, Drew on Kyrie. Yeah, Drew on Kyrie. Um, Chris on James. And Giannis on KD. Yeah. All, wow. Every, all those guys can... I mean, one of those guys is getting locked up. The other yes, two Katie's are going to have up. trouble. KD, I mean, maybe. Kyrie's I mean, getting locked up. I see, I see. I can see James Harden. You, you know. I mean, maybe you, maybe you can switch that. Maybe you know, if James Harden's, you know, giving you some trouble, put Drew Holiday on Harden, and then whatever. This is Brooke Lopez and, it's just, and who else? Brent Forbes started one. Uh, Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton on, on Joe Harris. Yeah, sure. Joe Harris is not that difficult to guard. I mean, put it's your like, hand up, and then. Brooke Lo- Dude, Brooke Lopez, I'm telling you right now, is going to eat. Is going to eat uh, during this series, dude. He's... Yeah, no, I think so, too. And I don't think they can defend Giannis. Josh Jordan can only and, dunk, dude. And, yeah, and... He can only dunk. And everyone uh, on the Bucks can just shoot. And they have, to def- they have to really defend the paint against Giannis. And they also... Have- it's just it's such a difficult thing to do, especially when Drew Holiday can go for 20 as well. Like this team is good. Um, People, I remember at the beginning of the season, like um, I mean, it came up recently during the the playoffs, first round. But um, oh, why am I forgetting his name? The coach of the Bucks, Bootenholzer. Bootenholzer, whatever his name is. Mike Bootenholzer. <laughs> Bootenholzer. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but you know his uh his job was on the line. I yeah. think he definitely stepped it up. He was a coach of the year. Um, mm-hmm. two years ago? Yeah, yeah, a couple years ago. Um, I mean, again, they didn't really change anything besides Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker. They had the yeah, same, same team. Those additions, Brent Forbes as well. Yeah, we love Brent Forbes. Yeah, Brent he's Forbes. He's a fan favorite, man. Yeah, he's, he's a painted area favorite. He, he's, yes. uh, he's the first inductee into the painted area you know what? Hall let of me, Fame. Let me just, let me start one real quick. The uh, painted area. the painted area Hall of Fame, the painted painted area Hall of Fame. 
Yeah. This is a very exclusive list. All right? This is not something you just get inducted to. This is something that happens over a gradual period of time of this player impressing us. Bryn Forbes. And making us talk about them. This is not purely based on skill. Like, LeBron James is not making the Painted Area Hall of Fame. Michael Jordan is not making the Painted Area Hall of Fame. But Bryn Forbes, <laughs> Bryn Forbes is. is making the Painted Area Hall of Fame. First inductee. I mean, we we might induct someone depending on we'll the see. series. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll revisit it next I, episode. I, I have a feeling that's usually gonna be like um, not your your normal superstar star. Oh yeah, like yeah. No, no, I'm adding one. I'm adding one. Who? Lopez, Robin Lopez, Robin, Robin Lopez. Lopez. I had to, you had we had to. Oh. You were praising him for yeah last three episodes. Yeah 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 yeah. Get Robin Lopez in there. Um, Robin Lopez, you can't stop the hook. Bryn Forbes and Lo- Robin Lopez. I think that's good for now. We'll revisit yeah. it next episode. Yeah. Maybe get some other inductees. We'll see him because this the the second yeah. round is starting. Yeah, second round we'll is starting. See. We'll see who steps I had up. To. I had to. I oh, had yeah, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Lopez, prominent position in the in the Painted Area Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Robin Lopez, Bryn Forbes, if, if, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if, if, if they're listening out there, we'd love to have them, you know, for the award ceremonies, give a speech to the people. Oh, for yeah. sure, for give sure. Give a speech to the people, collect their trophies um, and their jackets. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can just do the outro right here. Um, Can't wait. Uh, what is it? Milwaukee, Brooklyn tonight. Yeah, that's that's gonna be fun thing. to see. That's um, gonna be fun to watch. See, it see how that happens. Like one one of those two teams could catch the other off guard. It's weird because I was I was looking at um, the schedule for this entire week. I'm so used to having two or three games a day. I know, and now we it's like one. one. <laughs> and then tomorrow Seven we have. Uh, Tomorrow we've got Philly. Atlanta, Atlanta Philly at one, and then game Dallas seven. Clippers game seven, Sunday the sixth. You're probably, if, I mean, yeah, maybe you've watched that by now. Yeah, probably. Well, whatever. I'm just gonna say it now. Congratulations to the Dallas Mavericks on going to the second round. We'll see how that ages. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. See y'all. Next